My cousin, my co-host, but most importantly, the birthday boy, Kieran Burke. Kieran, happy birthday for the other day. Thank you very much. A year older, perhaps not a year wiser. Quarter but, of a uh, century. Quarter of a century not out so far. So we'll take that. We'll take that. A, a decent little winning so far. Yeah, you're doing all I right. I do say so myself. We're, we're, we're only a couple along. of. Yeah, we're only a couple of days in, but have we ha- hit the quarter life crisis yet, or is that still to still to uh, wash over us? I think that's one penciled in for tomorrow night at around 3am, <laughs> so um, look forward to that one. Yeah, um, we, have a big, but... we have a big birthday drinks coming up tomorrow. We this one not indeed. recorded, fortunately. Oh, thank God for that. You don't have to edit three hours <laughs> of unusable footage again. Oh, the, the mess you. that that was. It's going to be some build-up to the end of the season one for that. I can steer clear tomorrow of any sort of thoughts of editing, Christ. <laughs> but how was the well. birthday itself, Kiz? Very nice, very nice. It was a uh, quite a chilled one. I thankfully decided to book the day off work because it's always a bit depressing when you you work in your birthday when yeah. it's a midweeker. So yeah, nice, nice chilled day. Didn't get up to too much, but as I say, not working. So it was a it was a big win. Yeah, it's all build up for tomorrow, and you got a good selection of sports to enjoy over the birthday weekend as well. Shall we start with one of those? Obviously, with it being your birthday, I should set it up with this. We've had Kieran's picked everything this week. It's full. Any complaints with topics or the second half game or anything? Full complaints to Kieran John over there. I'm steering clear this week. It's full. You'll run, Kier, so I'll let you kick off. You can still send abuse to Con through <laughs> uh, all the usual well, that's just general media abuse. channels. I don't but, want any you know. pod abuse. <laughs> just keep your abuse coming through, but yeah. And if you any... want to tweet me like you're you're a fatty bald man, like yeah, fair enough. If you want to tw- if you want to tweet me and say the pod was shot, it's like send your send this direction another way. Like the game's the game, you know what I mean. You got to let them, you got to let matter. So yeah, obviously, p- perhaps the biggest sporting event of the weekend, the Super Bowl. Yes, and, uh, you know me, I'm not a big American football fan, but I do usually trudge along and and try and stay awake for the majority of the Super Bowl with the the spectacle it is. We got the Chiefs against the 49ers. Yeah. Do you usually make half time, kids? I'll, I'll probably just about make half time. Get through some of the halftime show. That's usually when I nod off. So if I see any of the halftime show, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a minute, then that will be a win. That's the accomplishment. But um, what what are your immediate thoughts, Chiefs or 49ers? So it's a difficult one. It's the best team in the league in in the 49ers, who you'd maybe have the debate with the Ravens, but the Ravens lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So you'd give the nudge in that regard to the 49ers, but... The Chiefs have just rolled into being a dynasty, really, over the last five years. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. You've got some good matchups along the way as well. Obviously, coaching wise, you've got Andy Reid with the Chiefs, Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. I'm not gonna go too into the weeds. I'm well aware this is not the right football podcast for that. But there's a lot of matchups there. Purdy and Mahomes, Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey, I presume, will be one of the few players that you do know in this. Set of lineups. I do indeed. Kids. I do indeed know him. I'm sure we'll we'll dip into the Taylor Swiftiness of it all. <laughs> Get the Swifties their their fix of podcast. We chat. have nothing. We we have nothing but love and respect for Miss Swift on this podcast. There's. There's no death threats needed. Fortunately, because you don't want to get on the wrong side of the the Swift fans. They're a oh, bloody terrifying bunch. 
I've heard. I've heard uh, wild things about the old Swifties. So we'll steer clear of that yeah. avenue. But yeah, to actually answer your question, Kiz, I've been sort of trying to skirt around it there. I'm going to I'm gonna go for the 49ers. I reckon it's going to be a very tight game. I reckon it's going to be... I wouldn't go for a spread if I was anyone on, on the betting-wise. I think it's going to be decided by less than three points. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think basically whoever maybe whoever has the ball last one of those kind of games, and I think the 49ers will edge it, but it'll be be a barnstormer without doubt. A few years ago in 2019 or 2020, sorry, the 2019 season, they played each other, and the Chiefs scored 21 points straight unanswered to win the game in the fourth quarter. So that's that's always where these games are decided: is who who has it towards the end of the game. And I think the 49ers are going to want retribution even for a couple of years ago. So that's where I'm going, kids. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to get splinters there sitting on the fence so long, but we got there in the end. We got there <laughs> we in the end. Nudged another, off. <laughs> another big sporting event on uh, on Sunday. We've got the, the AFCOM final. Have you seen much of AFCOM? I've seen a, a good chunk of AFCON. I've tried to really keep myself across, especially as it got into the knockout stages. It's been madness, basically. It's been, so, it's been pure vibes. It's unbelievable. Oh, like the group stage, the highlight of the group stage was probably Bebe's free kick, though. Like oh, so man. much went down. Obviously, we could go into the Ivory Coast group stage meltdown and their survival. But of the group stage, like Bebe's free kick was insanity. <laughs> but then he kept trying to do it again. Like I don't know if <laughs> imagine you watch the game against Ivory Coast. Every time he got the free yeah. kick, you you must hate to be his teammate because like every time you get free, know what's coming. Bebe's Bebe boss, it it's not happening. Bebe, you got one. Just, just relax now, son. It's a real once You're not in scoring a, an eighty yeah. Once in a career thing. It's not, it's not happening again. But that didn't stop him. But I don't that... know what club he plays for. But I feel <laughs> sorry for the bastards when he goes back. Oh, it's gonna be the rest of his career now trying to re- replicate that. <laughs> he'll just be, he'll be a man possessed. I'm, I'm gonna throw you back and the other question I've just asked from the Super Bowl: Who do you fancy, Nigeria or Ivory, Ivory Coast? I think it doesn't depend on what you think of the teams. It depends on what you think of a narrative because there's the two clear narratives. There's Nigeria, who haven't lost a game or tournament, have probably been one of the better teams or the best teams in the tournament, chasing their fourth AFCON to tie up with Ghana at four. Or you've got the Ivory Coast, who should be knocked out. They shouldn't have even made the knockout stage. They fired... Survival at its finest. Like One of the greatest new manager bounces of all time. They fired their coach... (laughs) Before the group stage have even concluded for everyone, and then Morocco beat Zambia, and suddenly they're in the knockout stage. Suddenly they're in the final, like, and it's obviously in Ivory Coast as well. I think narratively you just have to follow that through. That is, that is sort of the fairy tale in this yeah. Afcon, and I'm a man that likes a fairy tale. Give me, give me Cinderella. Give me Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> give me Ivory Coast. Give you Ivory Coast 2024. It's all. It's got all the makings of a what Disney movie. What about yourself, Lucas? Uh, as as you say, Nigeria have the stronger squad. They've been the better side. Obviously, Nigeria did beat Ivory Coast 1-0 in the group stages as well. So you might think yeah. mm, they, they've got their number a little bit already. Only edged it, though. Only edged it. Logic says Nigeria, but as you say, Ivory Coast, host nation, the fact it's been pure survival. They finally actually won a game in normal time in, in the semis v Congo. So yeah, um, <laughs> good. Um, maybe they're coming yeah. good at the right time. But um, I don't know. With finals, it is quite hard to predict, isn't it? Because yeah. there's so many elements at play and how huge AFCON is just across Africa is just 
unbelievable like the pure scale of it you yeah. see some of the videos of the celebrations it's just it's brilliant just the pure joy um so yeah um, it's going to be a spectacle it's going to be insane like the atmosphere for the tournament for the Ivory Coast games in particular has been mad like when Haller scored the other day the atmosphere yeah. in that stadium just watching it on TV was mental like being in there must have been like your ears were blown off when that goal yeah. went in it was the celebrations were wild yeah speaking of comeback stories as well Haller that's reason enough to want Ivory Coast to win it obviously beating cancer not yeah. so long ago came back to Dortmund wasn't it and yes uh, yes yep Dortmund Scored, scored a few for Dortmund and now obviously fired his country through to, to an AFCON final. So what a, what a redemption story that would be if, if they and, managed to do it. Yeah, another so, mark on the fairytale front for that one. Yeah. I, I do, I w- I've seen videos, though, of, of uh, Alex Awobi and Calvin Bassey for Nigeria. <laughs> and I saw a really funny video the other day. They called themselves the Init Boys, I believe. So there's a few, like the English group. Yeah. Well, not the English group, the English... obviously the players yeah. that have the Nigerian descent, but they're sort of born in England, yeah. played in the Prem pretty much all their lives. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um, so <laughs> there seems to be a little group of them out there, and it was just just a funny, a funny little video. So I think whoever wins it, it will be well, a great story. Yeah. Obviously, a former so... Arsenal boy, Awobi as well. Yeah. So he, he gets a hard spot. There. And yeah. Pepe, Pepe as well. Oh, don't. Can't forget Pepe. We're, we're not talking boys. about soft spots for Pepe, mate. He can't eat. The fact he was an unused sub for Ivory Coast. Oh, I he's think still that, there, though. That tells me enough. He's still there. He'll, he'll be he'll be lifting the trophy if they win it. Oh, but, um, God. Yeah, God. Well, that You've not actually said a result, little... though, Kiz. <laughs> I, I fancy Nigeria, I'm going to be honest. I, I I think Nigeria will. It'll be a tight old game, but yeah. I, I fancy Nigeria. Um, but that'll be a nice you... little... Yeah. Warm up for the for yeah the Super Bowl. That, eight o'clock Sunday. We'll get into the other games that are on Sunday as well. Sunday is a cracking day of sport. You've it's got the Premier League games. We'll get into. You've got the Six Nations continuing Ireland Italy on Sunday afternoon. That is yeah. midway through the Arsenal game there, but second half will be on for that. Then you've got the other Premier League game. Then you've got Afcon. Then you've got the Super Bowl. That's a bloody day for sport. That is. It's a day of it. It's a day of it. Yeah. But with Afcon Kids, you were saying about sort of highlights. Was there any other highlights for you as well? I think there's there's been so many little moments, yeah. hasn't there, of just madness, like last minute goals, teams that look dead and buried, and then they just crop up last kick of the game. I yeah. think Ivory Coast, was it in the quarters where they scored? Round of 16. Was it round of 16? I, I think that's my moment of, of the tournament. Literally, look down and out. 90th minute, oh, they score twice. to send it to extra time. And then what was it? 121st minute yeah. to go through. It, it was, was the just... quarterfinal. Sorry, Kiz, you're right. It was, of course. So, yeah. But there's there's been... You could you could pick quite a few moments yeah. of just... Some of the penalties as well. You've got Ron Wynn yeah. williams against Cape Verde saving four penalties. That was another yeah. one for me. Another one with penalties and with goalkeepers in particular. The DR Congo-Egypt penalty shootout when both keepers took penalties and that was the decider, was the Egypt keeper missed and the Congo keeper scored. Yeah, some great some great penalty shootouts. Everyone loves a penalty shootout yeah. as well. It's just one of them as it peters towards a bit of a stalemate. You're just rubbing your hands together, looking forward to the pens. Lo- when you're a neutral, that and is. For a tournament like this, for it to be decided by pens, I'd be fully on board for that. Yeah. When you're a neutral, it's great. When it's your oh. team, it's, it's absolutely crushing. 
some of the most horrendous moments of my life, and also to be fair, some of the best have come yeah. around via penalties. For every Euros final with Saka missing, there's an FA oh. Cup final with Vieira scoring. So it's yeah. football giving and, and football taketh away, kids. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's the joys. It's why we love it. It's yeah. why we love it. But before we move on, obviously, just to jump quickly back to the Super Bowl, you mentioned the halftime show, but we didn't get into it. It's Usher this year. Oh, that that's the bit I need to stay awake to see Usher. Me, I've had this conversation with a few people, though. But is Usher Super Bowl halftime worthy? Is he that? Is he big enough for that? Uh, n- probably not at is, this point yeah. in his career, is, but... His he's, new song is very good, though, to be fair to him, because I've been saying this for the last like month. Has he released a good song in about 10 years? And then he just released a good song recently, and a very Afro Beatsy vibe song, which I do. I can't remember the name of it off the top of me, Noggin, but it's his song he released last week. A big recommend there. But in general, he's got bangers, but uh, not sure. We'll still be vibing nonetheless. Oh, and you're like Ludacris and Lil John will be there for yeah, and I'll fully be behind that. We'll be there for yeah. If yeah. that's the only good song, then. Well, he has, we'll got, yeah, he has got some songs in his back catalogue. He's got Burn, he's got Confessions, he's got DJ Get Me Falling In Love, he's got Oh My God. Like, he's got the songs. But Baby in the year tonight. of our Lord 2024... What a banger. Oh. The DJ got us falling in love again. Oh, be- kids, you're, you're winning me round already shoot. and it's not even Sunday yet. Where's my round of applause? I, I thought I was getting a, getting the uh, the soundboard out today. Right, so, do you want to sing again for us? I can give you a little response. What else shall I go for? Give me an oh my god. Give me an oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) You bastard. They loved it, kids. They loved it. You're an evil man. You're an evil man. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. We'll talk about that next week, I'm sure, kids. But do you want to take us on to the predictions? Yes. So, first up on predictions, we have Man City versus Everton. Yeah, so... City getting themselves a little run together. They last lost a game on the 6th of December against Villa and they've not lost since then in all competitions. I'm starting to get worried. If I'm someone that said that they're not going to be near the title come the end of the season, I'm sticking by it. Don't get me wrong. I'm sticking by it. But I am starting. I am. I think they're going to drop off. I don't think they're going to do what they always do. I don't think they have that mentality in them. And I know that's a stupid thing to say. I'm well aware. But it's my guns, kids, and I'm I sticking like the by it. I do I'm... like the optimism. Oh, I can't say I agree, but I do that's like That's not optimism. necessarily to say that we will be the ones to benefit. I think it's really going to be run close between us and Liverpool with City dropping off. But that's not going to start this weekend. Everton have drawn three in a row. Before that, they lost three in a row. Before that, they won four in a row. So who knows? They could come around. But they're going to do it without my best mate, Sean Dyche who's got a touchdown bound for this weekend. I've gone 3-0 Everton. 3-0 Man City even. 3-0 oh, Man City even. You really do think they're dropping off. I'm locking that in. Locking we can in. only take your first answer, I'm afraid, in true yeah. game show fashion. Um, yeah, sim- similar reasons to you. I've gone 3-1 City. Um, they don't really look like keeping clean sheets all that often at the minute. They just seem to give away... Sometimes the guy behind the games, obviously going um, behind against Brentford in the week, um, got yep. given a bit of a scare there, ended up winning comfortable enough in the end. But obviously Flecken in goal for Brentford having a, a stormer of a first half. And then unfortunately for all football fans of teams up near the top, um, <laughs> Foden banged a hat-trick. So that was disappointing. But yeah, I've got I've gone 3-1 City. I think Everton will nick a goal, but I think City will be comfortable enough in that one. Yeah. 
I've just thought there, kids. We'll continue in a second, but just to quickly round up last week, where you didn't get a single point, a full, uh. a full big old donut from your last week. It was I didn't exactly do fantastic. I want I got two points. I got two results correct rather than scorelines correct. So it's two nil. The overall six four to me, two one in the weeks. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Ah, plenty of time, but I did want to get in there that you didn't get a single point last week. Nothing. So you're mm. trying to rectify it's, that this week. It's not great. It's not great, but you know that game should should help again. you at least get one on the board. But next well, game, kids? I'll be delighted if it doesn't. But we'll see. <laughs> what we got next? So next up, Luton against Sheffield United, and this this could be turn out to be quite a big game if Sheffield United manage to nick a win here somehow. They might. Our friends at Stone Bottom. Stone Bottom. Stone Bottom is Sheffield United. They've got it trademarked at this point, but do you think they can they can bounce back and start getting their season back on track? Or in a word, buried? in a word, no. <laughs> they Luton yeah. have started well this this season or this year, I should say, in twenty twenty four. High scores those last couple of games: four all against Newcastle, four three loss to Man United. Their last six have won three, they've drawn two, they've lost one. Oh, sorry, I was not four three against Man United. That was Wolves. My bad. <laughs> but four all, but four all against Newcastle, four two against Brighton. It was big goals all over the shop last week. But Sheffield United have conceded ten games, ten goals in the last three games. It's not great, is it? And to a team that have just scored eight in the last two, it's not looking good, bruv. It's not. They've lost four. They've drawn one. Stone bottom. So and on that night, one 0 Sheffield United. <laughs> I've gone three one Luton. Okay, I've. Uh... I've got Luton scoring four again, and I've I've got Luton four nil. Oh, so I've gone a bit bold. I just not think quite, not what quite Luton dog cracking five at home yet. I I was tempted. I can't lie, but I think I think four is about right. Um, yeah, I just think Sheffield United have looked awful, haven't they? And yeah. Luton have really really picked up in the last couple of months. Um, they they're looking really good. So. I, I think Brent, I, I see Luton, Luton winning very comfortably. To be honest, especially at home, very tough place to go. Um, so, yeah, Luton four 0 in that one. I've got so. Moving on, we have Wolves against Brentford. Yeah. So the thing I looked at here was their respective records home and away. So Wolves are five out of eleven at home, but Brentford are two out of ten away from home. They've that is dreadful, and in their last eight, they've lost seven. There's a real danger that they're going to be dragged into that relegation battle. Mm. That third spot, you imagine Burnley and Sheffield United sooner rather than later are going to confirm their spots. There's going to be one more between like Brentford, Forest, Luton, Everton. There's a danger there, kids. There is, there is. They're they're running dangerously close yeah. down there. I've gone for the Kieran John special on your birthday week. I've gone two all. Okay. Well, you said you looked into certain things. I looked into the words Brentford and went one all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Kieran special. That is the Kieran special. It's always a one all or a two all, depending on yeah. Brentford's opposition. And I, I felt Wolves is more of a one all opposition. Wang so you, coming back you went for Wolves for though. Yeah, of course he'll be big, big plus for them. Um, but yeah, I just I I, I went one all. I think I was, I'm sticking to my my one all tradition there. Another team with a player returning from Asian Cup is Arsenal with Tomoyasu yeah. returning to the team, hopefully starting on the team on the weekend, I reckon. 
I'm I again, so. I'll say, you chose these games. I West did. Ham I against did. Arsenal. Do you know what? We always deliberately don't choose Arsenal. I feel like we're scared of cursing it. So I thought, you know what? Let's just chuck them in. Oh. If if we end up losing, we're never predicting enough for Arsenal <laughs> game for the remainder of the season. But I felt like it, it'd been too long. We needed to throw oh. an Arsenal game in there. We've got quite a patchy record this season. I think I think we've got a couple of losses. I think maybe one win and a draw in there is our Arsenal yeah. record. It's not, not great. But I've gone I've gone two one Arsenal. I think it's gonna be another close game. Obviously, West Ham beat us towards the end of December there. I think all of these games are the reverse fixture of that game week at the end of December. So quite an interesting one to play it so close together when you've got a few of those sort of reverse games and we'll get into Villa United where United beat Villa in that game week. And so you've got a lot of them in this weekend, but we need to win. So I'm saying <laughs> so I'm saying we're gonna win. If I was to answer we need honestly to win, so we're winning. Yeah. If I was to answer honestly I'd maybe say a draw. But I don't want to put that out in the world. So I'm saying 2 1 Arsenal. Good, good. Coming off that Correct massive answer. win last weekend, which you said oh, was going to happen. I did. See, manifestation at its finest. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. It would be very Arsenal for us to go and lose to yeah. West Ham. But That's the fear. That's the fear. <laughs> I hope we're a changed entity now. So I'm going 3 1 Arsenal. I think there's an element of revenge here. Obviously, last season, back end of the season, we. Yeah. We threw that that two goal lead away, which was just just awful. Then they knocked us out the Carabao this season. Right, the whole Rice situation as well. Yeah. I think we we do we do a, a nice win at West Ham. So I think they need humbling a bit. I think they're getting a bit too too big for their boots. So I, fancy, are... I do fancy us. I think we got a point to prove. And they've not so. won since they beat us at the end of December as well. Really? Yeah. Well, in that the league, just says even more to me. <laughs> we'll probably end up. Where's losing, that Southampton but... graphic? Yeah. So, not not overly looking forward to that. But you know, we uh we move. Obviously, we said about Tommy Asu back. Obviously, Kudos has returned. To yes, that that's a well. that's a danger. That's a danger. So that's a big a big plus for them. But. I think I think Zinchenko picked up a knock for Liverpool as well. So yeah, he did. He, that's it's why he good, came good off. Good news that Tommy Asu's uh, back in there. Yeah, as back much the right as did a solid little job, but obviously Tommy Asu yeah. is we are, the trusted. We, we watched man. that game together to give the the listeners a little insight and the fear when we saw that he'd come on. And to be fair to him, he had a cracking second half. I feel like if you don't notice a player that's come on like that, it's usually a good sign. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But that does kind of top. Like give credit to how dominant we were going up the other end as well and that constant pressure on Liverpool. I think they had like a little five-minute spell at the start of the second half where we looked yeah. a little bit on the ropes. I think yeah, we were was... rattled by that half-time. It, exactly. That goal it was... right in half-time. Yeah, but... it came straight from that and managed to, to fend that off. And we were on top for pretty much the next half an hour. We were fantastic. But win, lose or draw this weekend, as long as we don't celebrate, then we're okay. Yeah, no photos allowed, by the way. Oh, it's a bloody disgrace. But we won't. We're not going to get into that. We're now towards the end of the week. That's that's Tuesday chat, kids. We'll park that. We're, we'll park. we're not we'll going to get ourselves wound up. So. Exactly. We're not going to go we'll back to that. that. We'll go into the the final game of our predictions, kids. Yep, final game: Villa v Man United, which could be a big one in the uh, the context of the top four battle come the end of the season. Yeah, hundred percent. I've gone for the reverse of the result. 
at the end of December. I've won 3-2 Villa. I reckon okay. it's going to be a very, very back-and-forth game, a very open game with both of these teams, with the United defence. Um, Pal Torres, hopefully back for Villa, not just for Villa themselves, but for my fantasy team. It'll be it'll be an interesting one, but yeah, I've got Villa getting the edge. I think it's going to be a, an open goal fest to flash back to that. <laughs> Um, I've gone three. I believe the terms a loose goal first. Yeah, is what you're looking for. This one's going to be a tight goal first. It's a tight goal first. Yeah, because I think it'd be in a tight game, maybe like a a one nil, one one, two one, two two, three two kind of situation, rather than Villa sort of getting out on ahead and United chasing. I can yeah, I can see it being very back and forth. I've gone two nil Villa. Um, okay. I did, I did nearly change my mind after their awful performance against Chelsea in the Pass cup the yesterday. Cup, I know it's the cup, but they, they started pretty much their yeah, their starting Prem team. And I do think there's always going to be, as much as people say, oh, it's the cup, there's an element of, you know, When you a play a strong annoyance. team like that. Yeah, but then yeah. that can go one or two ways. There's that hunger to want to put it right and go and win a big game in the league. Or there's that bit of like a cup hangover where the players That's have got their heads idea. down a bit and, you know, lack of confidence. But I, I see it going the way of Villa. Um, I've got 2-0. I just think United, you know, United are just still up there. It's just... Somehow. It's somehow they just, you know, put a run of games together, comfortable yeah. win against West Ham, which you thought might have given them, you know, a bit a bit of trouble. The, they're quietly plugging away. And if they do beat Villa, they're five points off them. And there's a lot of football left to be played this season. And you wouldn't, you know, write United off for a top four finish at this point, which... Seemed mad to say, probably just even a month or so ago. Yes, um, if they can, that's the thing. I think that's going to be the big thing with Villa, Spurs, United, is who can keep that consistency. And I think that's a word we've said a lot over the course of the yeah. season is is consistency, or more specifically, inconsistency, which yeah. has happened too much for the team sort of in and around there. And that'll be the big thing. A team that can put a run to, a good run together between... March and March and April, especially as you get towards that running, that's the team that will take that fourth spot. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I do, I do still fancy um, Spurs, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, we we sort of stuck our our nail to the mast, whatever the bloody phrase is, yeah. recently, didn't we? Where we said Spurs will Villa take fourth, Villa yeah. will drop off, probably round into fifth, but. They could very... It'll be that kind of thing where it'll be Villa and United, fifth, sixth. Yeah. Switch either yeah. way. That's that's what I reckon I agree with you yeah. there, Yeah, big big game, that one, for, yeah. for both teams. So, be interested. I think that'll be a decent little game as well. Oh, so. it's a... As we were saying before, it's a cracking Sunday in prospect. It is indeed. It is indeed. So, yeah. yeah we'll Anything on FPL before we finish up? Uh, well... It wasn't quite the masterclass I was hoping for <laughs> from Haaland. Um, yeah. I think I was the only one in our league to have him, and I also captained him. So I was hoping hoping for big things. But it was still a good week, 70 points for myself. I'm I'm back up in second now, so, you know, we'll take it. We'll yeah, take it. But it's still still very close in our, in our yeah. mini leagues. So. You're 20 ahead of me. I'm 8 off third, 20 behind you, and 30 off of first in fourth place there. 61 points for me. The annoyance... Do you have Watkins as well? I can't remember. I do. I think Yeah, that was the annoyance was when you've got when someone else top of the league captain Watkins and that was the difference and I had him as my vice captain. It was a very close decision and I went with I went with Palmer who got me 16 points off a captain. That's solid, but 
when Watkins is there with 36 on a captaincy and yeah. and Saka was 18 points off a captaincy as well. So Palmer was still third in that list. It's, it's okay, but not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, exactly that. Yeah, The Haaland problem you mentioned there, that's a big question for me. And I've got three City players. So it's like, do I take out Alvarez and bring in Haaland? Do I go minus four and take out Walker, bring in another defender and then bring him in for... Archer instead, because I have got that big money cap where I can, in theory, swap out Cameron Archer for Haaland and, and yeah. do a change run in defence to get rid of Walker. It's a it's a decision I don't have long left to make. Either. Yeah, it's a, decisions to be made. You can't yeah. let fine. Bringing Torres is back in the starting lineup. I've brought Huang back in as well. Archer's sitting on the bench and they're playing Luton, so I might change that around, but I'm not sure. Any any changes and transfers for yourself, Kiz? I have I have gone up slightly early and I have a I've made a transfer. I've had Levy Colwell sitting around for a while. He had a few decent weeks, but I think he's picked up an injury now, so it was a logical point yeah. to get rid of him. And I've got Big Gabriel in. So Do you have Salibra as well? I don't know. I had him I had him early doors in the season. I ended up getting rid of him. But yeah. um obviously Arsenal picking up clean sheets fairly regularly. And obviously Gabriel scoring yeah. goals as well, so one of our standout performers yeah. this and season. So sort of as I've hinted at there, Saliba. I have Saliba. I think someone else in the league also has Saliba. Our mutual friend Charlie Wills. Our <laughs> mutual uh, friend. I think he's got Saliba too. So a little differential in the Arsenal defence. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Do you want to bring us to the break, there, kids? Oh, I'm I'm going full host, mate. You're going full. Week. I want you full, full taking over. It really is. It really is a birthday treat. What can I say? What can I say? So that marks the end of the, the first half of the pod. And second half, we've got a five-a-side of streets will forget players. So those players that, you know, a bit of nostalgia, you kind of remember them, but they never they never really done anything. So coming up, we've got that streets will forget players. So I have grabbed the reins back now. Can't let him have the lead for too long. In the second half of the pod here, as Kieran mentioned, we have our streets will forget players. So obviously the famous annoying phrase you see on Twitter, oh, streets won't forget. And it's like JJ Okocha doing skills. So we've gone more for a selection of like average players where hopefully you won't remember them as well. You may like remember them because everyone has a brain, but they're not at the forefront as much. So maybe it's a player that like, is a big moment or a big meme or something for you personally that people won't have. That sort of... The route I've mostly gone down, Kiers, would you say that sort of sums it up enough or anything yeah. you want to add on the Yeah, category? bit of nostalgia, but it was kind of just a player that popped to mind and you just thought, I don't even know why he's yeah. <laughs> he's still a memory in my mind, but he yeah. is. It's, so. it's basically like classic thing of two guys can sit around for hours upon end just naming random footballers. Yeah. It, it's, that, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Should we kick off? Do you want to go first? Let's- Let's do it. And I've actually gone back into a, a kind of structured five-a-side team. Ooh, so you, you might be glad to hear that. Usually I just, you know, throw in five players that come to mind and they usually end up being strikers or midfielders. <laughs> so I, I deliberately tried to go a bit more structured this week. So starting us off in goal, we've got Thomas Sorensen. Oh, so, that that's a good one. I was really struggling with a, with an obscure keeper. Yeah, I felt like, do you know what? Every Prem Last... keeper is sort of known of that sort of... Yeah. But yeah, great I... Villa. Villa, yeah. I was, I was just yeah. having a think. And when I was thinking streets will forget players, he was a, he was an all right keeper. 
Um, but literally, for some reason, with a lot of these players, I just had like a flash come to mind of like, yeah. I was saying it to you just before, like the old match attacks cards or like shootout cards back yeah. in the day when we were sort of growing up. And Sorensen, I think I got him like eight times in one season. <laughs> <laughs> when we used to go watch the watch the games in the, in the pub and then half time you know you'd you'd pop round to the shops and buy some match attacks cards good simpler times simpler times but uh yeah Sorensen was was a keeper that I remember quite well growing up Danish as the well Prem. he was indeed yeah. and obviously the bulk the bulk I remember him for was Villa but he actually played um almost the same number of games at Stoke as well. Um, he was at Stoke for seven years. So and weirdly, he was at Stoke later. I see there, and yeah, I don't. I have absolutely yeah. no memory of that. Me neither. Literally, when I thought Sorensen, when when he came to mind, it was just you know the Villa keeper, but um, was at Stoke as well. So if I knew he was at Stoke, I might not <laughs> he wouldn't have made the cut. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bit also of an obscure one. He's well in that time period of that. That Stoke hatred that we speak so much of I as know. well, he's, and he's so he somehow made the cut, as you say. If we didn't, if you'd known that before, he's not sneaking through. But he was going nowhere near it. But yeah, in, he, he has snuck his way in. Yeah, I agree. In my head, he's completely Villa and Villa two thousand three, two thousand eight. I guess that's like peak prime school years for me, especially. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But yeah, I've got. I has sort of taken me aback that he he played for Stoke in, in such a semi-recent period I think Begovic when I think Stoke yeah, that period. Same. yeah same I'm just looking now it says he was first choice keeper for three seasons Did Begovic so obviously he must have done yeah so he must have had like four years at Stoke as the backup so that must have been Begovic coming that's what in, it I is guess. yeah, yeah Begovic in 2010 it looks like from Wikipedia so my my choice then is my goalkeeper as I was saying now I really struggled with goalkeepers, sort of everyone I thought of, I feel like they're quite well known. Like yeah. Casey Keller, Julio Cesar, and that QPR team I will be coming back to later on as a tease. Yeah. Uh, Brad so Friedel, David James, they're all too, Shaka Hislop, they're all too obvious. So I took a different tact on goalkeeper. And it's a keeper that's very, very well known, but it's for a club that I don't know if anyone really has much of a memory of maybe outside of fans of that club, because he only played two games for them. And it's Victor Valdez at Man United. <laughs> that's a that's a left-field one, that is. Like, two games. Yeah, he played... Well, I, thinking about it, I do remember him going there, and he was just like a second choice for a couple of years. He was there 2014 to 2016. So again, semi-recent. He's there two years. Yeah, he played... Loads of games, 387 to be exact, for Barcelona. That's where everyone will know him. Everyone yeah. knows winning Champions League with Barcelona. Unbelievable goalkeeper. But yeah, you don't picture him in a Man United shirt. That's a Victor Valdez at Man United. The streets completely forgot. <laughs> That's like a little pub quizzer sort of question to throw in there. Yeah, Victor he was back Valdez up. He was back up for David De Gea. Obviously, in that period, he played two games. He replaced David De Gea against Arsenal on the 17th of May. Mm-hmm for the final 16 minutes and conceded an own goal. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Valdez. And then he made his first start on the last game of the season the following week away to Hull. That's that's Valdez's Man United history there. A legend of the club, I'm sure. United fans will say. Yeah, so it's it's one of them that maybe United fans might not say, yeah, I remember him coming there and he just just sat on the bench because we had De Gea. 
But I think not many people, when you say Valdez, you're not picturing a United shirt. So that, yeah. that was the route there. Good chat. Good chat. Yeah. What you got number two? So you just mentioned that QPR team. So my next player is straight from QPR, Nedum Anoa. Oh. Um, big centre-back for QPR. For some reason, as soon as I fought defenders, streets will forget. Anoa came straight to mind. And I don't really know why. He's <laughs> a TV <laughs> pundit, though. So the, stri- the, streets, are, the streets were is aware it? of him, yeah. On he does, I, I think he does like America stuff. Oh, I don't, I don't watch all that nonsense. <laughs> no wonder I ain't seen him. So he, he's out of mind, out of sight, out of mind for me. But I guess if you watch, if you watch American channels, then poor you. But you might have seen him. But yeah, Anoa was just sort of. I think he started. I'm just looking now. He played 207 games for QPR, so he was sort of always just there, but. With that QPR team, it was more yeah. the attacking I, players you thought. He was about. on five. He's on five live this coming weekend for the West Ham Arsenal game. Really, he is. I've not seen or heard him do any punditry, which maybe is for for the best because he's also pundits... doing the punditry for Afcon for the BBC. Oh well, there you go. Fair play, <laughs> fair play to you, Nadem. You, you're still about, boss. But he's uh, getting work. He's getting work, but as a footballer. Yeah. He was kind of just, you know, he was an all right, a right defender. He's in the crowd, one of those players. Yeah, he was an all right defender. And sort of, as I say, with that QPR team, you think, you know, you're Adele to raps. A mad you. team. As I say, I've, I've, I might go into my pick next from that QPR team. A nice segue. Because, yeah, that sort of early 2010s QPR team just filled with some weird players. Like Loic Remy was in there. Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, Surat there. And the other one I've got is Fabio De Silva. Raphael's Raphael's brother. The twins. (laughs) Yeah. The twins he used to play for United. That's a good shot. You might remember Raphael. He He was at QPR. Exactly. (laughs) I don't remember him at QPR. (laughs) That's the point. There you go. Now that's. We're not even there yet, but I think he's he's definitely making the top five of that kind of reaction. That's that sort of stunned. Wait, did he play for them? Was he there? Like that's what you want with it. See, the it, streets aren't even that aware. Didn't really get games for United, yeah. wasn't he? That's the one. He was that's the shitter the brother. He was the shitter brother. <laughs> but he was. And he the... ended up at QPR. Yeah. What a player! But I was thinking. I was looking for that QPR team, and. It was another case of like two of it's like Rio Ferdinand, Loic Remy, and then I saw Fabio De Silva. I was like, he's bang on for that. In you go. He was he was well in there, Fabio. Yeah, because yeah. the pair of them twins, and I should say they were both at United, and one just got a lot more game time than the other, yeah. and he went Ra- off. Rafael De Silva, I think, was the other one, and he yeah he play- I think he played quite a few games for for United. That's a, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah, he played twenty two games for Man United. Just looking now, Rafael de Silva played 109 games for United. So there, there you go. go. The shitter brother, indeed. I don't know if he actually played a single game for QPR. Oh no, he did. It's just not in his Wikipedia. Annoyingly, on the on the top thing, it just says alone. But no, I he did. I'm in the clear. He did play for QPR. You were nearly on fraud watch there. Yeah. And then he went to Cardiff, Middlesbrough, your favourite club, Nantes, and then Gremio. <laughs> a varied career. A varied career. He's currently at Gremio now. But Rafael da Silva's twin, Fabio da Silva. 
a player, a player and a half there. What a guy. I was well happy with that one. That's, and I like your reaction there. That's me. That's my favourite pick so far. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I've got uh, my next pick. I feel like it's perhaps slightly unfair to, to class him with some of the other, you know, the way I've said it is like average players that you sort of remember. This card was a bit of a baller, but I feel like he's kind of a, a forgotten player that when you hear his name, you're like, oh yeah, I remember him. But you don't sort of reel him off as a player that was a, a real big player in the Premier League. You've got me intrigued. So I've gone... Morton Gamps Pedersen. Oh, okay. I get Blackburn, you. I Blackburn get you. Baller, Blackburn baller. And then, again, going I, back I to... Think, I do think he is maybe more streets won't forget than streets will forget. But do, I never really I, hear it mentioned in those yeah, conversations. It's a tricky one because he is amongst that, that patch of players like uh, that era, like J.G. Ococha, Roque Santo Cruz, Kevin Nolan. And I... There, there is a real one is not like the others with, with those three players I said, but it's that that like bulk of players that sort of mid to late two thousands or mid table sounding names Kevin Nolan. <laughs> Kevin Nolan. <laughs> Spot the imposter. <laughs> Got to be Roque Santa Cruz, isn't it? Oh, he gets a couple of mentions as Roque on this pod. What a guy! What a guy! Top a, a boy, bit, another big baller. Yeah, but, but yeah, more, Pedersen... I, I get you. I, I get it. It, it sort of was along the lines of the whole, you know, remembering, collecting yeah. match attacks and that sort of thing. And He's not necessarily at the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think, when I was thinking back to plays, you don't, they don't necessarily spring to mind when you're thinking about old Prem players. But he was a kind of ever-present in that Premier League, the Barclays era, as it's called. Played 288 games for, for Blackburn. And if memory serves me right, it was a bit of a, a wizard over a free kick as well. So. It was. It was a top player. Top, so. top, top, top player. Hell of a player. <laughs> so he made his way in slightly, perhaps slightly unfairly compared to some of the others. But I felt like he's not really a player that gets remembered yeah. all that often. I so. get the reasons behind it, but I do think he'd be he'd be more at the latter end of a streets won't forget. Yeah. But I, I get the reasoning behind it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for you too hard on it. But I don't think he's making the final five. Would be my my reply. That's fair. That's fair enough. And That's to be enough. yeah, to be fair, my I say I say all this. My one sort of falls into that camp a little bit as well. It's a member of that Bolton team under Sam Allardyce, but he's not the one that everyone will always remember. To mention him again, JG Okocha. To mention him again, Kevin Nolan, Kevin Davis, Yaskalainen. You don't see many people talking about Ivan Campo. Oh, what a player. They, there you go. Great reaction with the, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was a worry that was maybe a bit too streets won't forgetty. being and a, a lovely head of, of hair as well. A fantastic head of hair, which also, I guess, makes him incredibly hard to forget. But well, a cracking you defender. Name, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, Ivan Campo. The fellow with the hair. Yeah, it's he a, played for Real Madrid. He played for Real Madrid, yeah, before, yeah, he, went before to, he went to Bolton. <laughs> Tell you what, imagine no, playing for Real Madrid. Pub quiz questions. Yeah, players that have gone from Real Madrid to Bolton. That's it's it got can't to be, be a long list. Imagine playing for Real Madrid and then getting sent to Bolton on loan. <laughs> You'd be fuming. Jesus. You'd be absolutely fuming. That's a culture shock. That is bloody hell. The the sunny streets of Madrid to Bolton. Oh, 
Oh. Could you imagine? Kraken defender. That We always talk about that Bolton team preceding the Stoke team in terms of team that always gave us trouble. And he was a massive reason for it. So yeah. Ivan Campo were laying out for that one. Good shout. A good shout. Good little player. Moving on. Oh, now, now this that's, one... When you, I don't when know you why. make that noise, that's never a good thing. Yeah, but I don't know why he sprung to mind. And it's just... He's a big ginger man. And he goes by the name of Dave Kitson. <laughs> as soon as you said ginger man, I knew it was going to be Kitson. <laughs> it was either going to be it's Kitson just, or Ben Watson. It's just... I just remember That's him. fantastic. That, In that Reading team. And it's just... <laughs> Why, why, were they, why were they in the Prem? I don't know. But, but, the fact but Dave, Dave Kitson, Kitson was played in the Prem. Goals. Oh, what guy? How many goals He's did he score? Scorer. He scored 54 in 135 for Reading. Well, yeah, what a guy. How many goals did he score in the Prem? Uh, you know what? I don't actually know. Let's have a little look if we can see Prem goals. Let's have a look. Give me, give, give me Dave Kitson's Prem goals right. immediately. Prem goals for Reading. 10 in 34 appearances. That's not bad. Which is actually not too bad. But then he had... They were one-season <laughs> wonders, weren't they? I think. He was a one-season wonder. The next season, he had 0 in 16. <laughs> and then the next season, oh, this Dave. is the Stoke. Another Stoke player's <laughs> made it hell? in. Kids, What's going on? What's happening here? And then the next season, he had 3 in 18. <laughs> Big <laughs> He's a bit of a championship <laughs> stat padder. But, you know, that one's prem season. What a man. Oh, what Big a guy. Also, being called Dave will Dave. get you very far with me and you. Yeah, Dave is straight a, da- a Dave, a Barry, a Brian. Right. Do, you, do you want a Dave Kitson weekly strange fact? Please. He, he was a player assistant manager at Arsley Town in 2014 to 15. What a bloody stat that is, kids. What a fact you've hit us with there. I'll be back, I'll be back next week where, with more Kitson. Where did Arsley Town play, out of interest? Um, Bedfordshire. Oh, I meant what? I meant what <laughs> in division? the Spartan South Midlands League. <laughs> oh, there you go. They they play in the same league as Wembley FC. So there oh, you go. There, you, there you go. We'll have to get that away day sorted immediately. I could have. Uh, I could have been playing against Big Dave's boys. You never know. Oh, you did have your brief. Your brief spell brief for Wembley. Spell. Little no. That's it. That's the streets we'll forget. That's the streets we'll forget. <laughs> Kieran Big Burke time. at Wembley. Streets need to forget that one. <laughs> Were you in goal then? I was. Oh, there you go. Of course go. I was, mate. Safest hands in Hertfordshire for a reason. But not the safest hands in London. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a problem. <laughs> I was outside my comfort zone. You couldn't, you couldn't stretch it. I was like a lost dog. Yeah. You, look, looking for Hatfield. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was uh, desperately trying to find my way back to Hertfordshire and it just was lost. Just but didn't then, work out. So, soon returned to Hertfordshire and I was back being the safest yeah, town. Back at Welling. So, oh. back, back living the dream. And I, I can't argue with that choice at all, Kiers. I'm, I'm in awe at Dave Kitson. <laughs> of Dave Kitson. Who isn't in awe of big Dave Kitson? The man's... The man's a giant. You know what? He's six foot three. I, I thought he was taller than that. Six foot three is still fair, fair tall. He's still though. tall, but not I thought he height. was on like Crouchy's levels. Uh, not quite. I live my anyway. life like a Dave Kitson in the wind, to paraphrase Elton John there. But my my choice it is another man known for his time in red and blue, in red and, and blue and white even, if I could get my colours correct, that's always helpful, his time in blue and white, Wigan man, 
And it's another person that is stuck in my craw because of what he did against Arsenal. And it's Paul Sharna. Paul Sharna? Who used to play for Wigan and he scored he ginger? in... No, black hair, from Austria. He oh, scored against Arsenal in the 2006 League Cup semi-final uh, yeah. in the first leg, scored late to win the game 1-0 for Wigan and they then beat us in extra time on away away goals. We got knocked out of the League Cup. That's Jason Punchin. Jason Punchin scored in. He's, he's a good one for streets. Um, where would Jason Punchin fit on the will to won't forget scale? I feel like he's somewhere in the middle. I feel like he's he's too His penalty that he blasted into space. Yeah. I feel like he's perhaps too recent to be in the streets will Yeah, maybe will maybe he's not players. quite there yet. But he he would certainly be in that bracket of like Yeah, somewhere in between. Average. Yeah. But Paul Sharner and apart from the fact that he played for Wigan for a fair while, I can't tell you anything else about Paul Sharner's career except you for know that what? goal. I like that sharp. I like that sharp. It's, it's sort of one of those plays, you, you recognise the name and now looking at him, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Like he was playing in the Prem every week, but he's just done nothing of, of note that you can ever remember, other than obviously... Oh nice, he there. finished his career with Wigan as well. He went there on load in 2013, played 14 games and retired there. Is that the season they won the FA Cup? It wasn't, was it? No, that was the season after. 2012, they won the FA Cup. Bing. Oh, that was another big ginger man. Ben Watson scoring the header. Big Ben. Big ben. big ben. I think that's right. I said it very confidently, so, so I think... You, you've convinced me, mate. Let's just move on. No one's <laughs> going to fact-check it. Maybe they will. No, I was... I was 2012-2013, so I'll, I'll claim it. So he was there? Depends, he was there yeah. in 2013? Yeah, we'll say he was there. Fuck it, why not? Right, I'm searching. Has Paul Sharner got an <laughs> FA Cup medal? <laughs> Paul Sharner, FA Cup. Let's have a look. He wasn't Wigan in the... legend... We're going to legend. Throw his League Cup runners up medal away oh. after losing to Man United. He did start that game, Kiz. He started the FA Cup. He's got an FA Cup medal. He was sent back. Delighted for Paul Sharna. He's Wigan fans won't forget, but that's not the category. There you go. Yeah, we're in the clear. So, Paul Sharna, last choices now, Kiz? There's only one man I could possibly finish it on. And obviously is it an we, Arsenal man? It is an Arsenal man. And we could even have the same man. I don't think we do. I'd be very surprised if we do. Okay, maybe we don't. But this man, I feel like you could only possibly even know if you're an Arsenal fan. Because he wasn't at the club long. He didn't... Well, Oh, you're not going where I think you're going, do you? You're not going going where I think you're going, are you? Yeah, I'll be fuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, How dare you? Yeah, 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 Sonogo. Mate, yeah, I will never forget Yaya yeah, yeah, Sonogo. <laughs> yeah. Con, you won't ever forget him. Every other being <laughs> on this planet will. <laughs> I I am not for one second having Yaya yeah, Sonogo in anything that is will forget. I will Connor. never forget that man. Connor, You're the man telling played me, 11 no, games no. for Arsenal in four years. <laughs> And no, then, and shut up, zero goals, shut up. and then went to Palace on loan for ten games, scored zero goals. Went Palace to legend on loan, scored zero. Goals. Everywhere he went on loan, he didn't score a goal. <laughs> Has he ever scored a competitive goal? <laughs> he scored in the Champions League. Oh, of course he did. Oh, I was just about to say, oh, the Champions League against Dortmund early oh, on yeah, in the game. 
the Emirates Cup. So. He's a cup win. He's a cup winner med- medal, mate. <laughs> Forget your Paul Sharna. He's won the cup as well. Oh, and mate. no one else on these lists has scored four in the Emirates Cup and then stumbled in a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's on this list. Nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> Con. Con, mate, I hate to break it to you, but you're in denial, boss. I'm not. I'm in England. I'm nowhere near oh. the Nile. <laughs> you fucking are. You're oh, swimming down it. As I'll be speak. chucking you in the Nile if he makes the top five. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he's, he's my top choice in that man of, of Man of the people. The people will never forget. Yaya Sinogo. I ain't having that for a second. Town on loan and scored zero goals. (laughs) (laughs) Is Arsenal Arsenal the only club he scored at? Possibly. (laughs) What a guy. He scored for Oxair and he scored three for Charlton as well. There you go. How are you? These these are backing my stats up here. I can't be having that. (laughs) Oh. Oh, God. What an absolute guy. I will not sit here idly by while you go through this Yaya Sinogo slander. I will never forget that man. And thus, he can't be on the list. Who's on the list? Oh, well, the Arsenal player I have is Rio Miachi. Oh, mate. Rio Miachi. I think the bulk of Arsenal fans have forgotten the existence of Rio Miachi. He did. He played one game for us, but he was with us for four years. He was one of those. I remember was when that game when, a Carabao Cup game. I, saw, I think I saw him play for us against West Brom in the Carabao Cup. Possibly, maybe I'm making that up. He made his first team debut against Shrewsbury in the League Cup as a 71st minute substitute. He also came on as a sub against Bolton in the next round. Okay. So two two big games there. Oh dear. He also, did you say you saw him against Fenerbahce? No, I said West I thought I saw him against West Brom in the oh. Carabao Cup when I went. No. He did play against Fenerbahce in the Champions League. Mate, that's a little little C V he's I, got himself. I remember him going to Bolton. Because I think Jack Jack Wilshire had been to Bolton not long before him from Arsenal yeah. and it was sort of yeah. part during that sort of period. I do remember him going to Bolton and basically doing nothing there. Yeah. He did score a goal. <laughs> he did score so, a goal. So, he can't be in ahead of Sonogo, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sonogo never scored for Bolton either, to be fair. He didn't. And he wouldn't have done if, oh. he, uh, if he was there either. You know who else scored one goal for Bolton? Who? Jack Wilshire. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so we've All got All the off. best have scored one for Bolton. We've got our fives here, kids. And I think two or three of you, yours, I've said they're not making the list. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately written off. Uh, so, we've got Victor Valdez, specifically at Man United, or Thomas Sorensen. I, I think I've got to go Sorensen. Yeah, I can I can back that. I like I like the obscurity of the Valdez shout, but like Sorensen was like a, a staple a, player yeah. in the Prem. And somehow he still sort of forgot he was about. Yeah, and he played ninety nine games for Stoke, and that was another one where we have no clue about it. That still that still baffled me that one. But yeah, so he's straight in. Is Sorensen next? We've got Nudim Noah and Fabio da Silva. It's got to be Fabio da Silva, I yeah. think, hasn't it? I like I like the shout. The, the shit da Silva brother 
He's got to make it. A great, a, probably the, probably my best call, I think, from those. What's your favourite one, kids? Mine is mine is definitely Fabio for me. I think Fabio's up there, but I think what's the, your the favourite from yours? Kitson just came yeah. into my head. It has was, to be Kitson. Disgraceful. Yeah. So that's my favourite one. Next we've got Ivan Cam, Ivan Campo and Pedersen. I think probably the... slightly unfair if we do put Pedersen in here. Yeah. I think I think we're right. The reasoning for putting him in was there, but it. He's probably too decent a player. He's too to much on there. the borderline, definitely. Yeah. Next, we've got Paul Shana and the big man himself, oh. Dave Kitson. It's got to be Kitson. I it's think got if we go Shana, we've got the most defensive five aside team <laughs> in history. So, for shit, like, you've got to have the big lad up top. An outlet. Good, good feet for a big lad, man. <laughs> he's our outlet. And those, I am. Sonogo is not getting in this team. He's not. Who'll <laughs> I... go and start me? Me, I've already written down Miachi. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, I guess I'm a. Uh, you I'm do not losing battle. I've, I've, my ability to do all the admin for this podcast has finally come in useful. <laughs> Pulling your weight finally came to play. The fact I'm a lazy bastard finally <laughs> shot me in the foot. Done. Okay, the five for streets will forget. The streets have forgotten. Thomas Sorensen, Fabio da Silva, Ivan Campo. Dave Kitson and Rio Miachi. That might what be my favourite team so far. That's you know a cracker. I, I think they're losing the five-a-side tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're out in the first round. Uh, the, the, three. I'm saying fight. three nil-nils. I think, you know, like these like old players and their little five-a-side tournaments they do? Like a Masters situation. This team are, are turning up hungover, 100%. <laughs> Dave Kitson has taken the lads out the night before. There's <laughs> no doubt in my mind. They're going to a local boozer. They're going to somehow end up in Bolton. Miachi's found a little <laughs> spot he used to go to. Miachi knows Bolton on the back of his hand, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. It's, it's there you go. So that's, that's the team locked in. Another one thrown in the cages there, ready for the big tournament when we get our selection. I think 16 we decided on. Yeah. But that's another week done and dusted, Kiz. Thanks for joining me. Pleasure as always. Hope you've had a great birthday. Hope will it continue to be great when you're interacting with myself on Friday evening? Everyone else, thank you for listening. This has once again been the favourite podcast for people that can't count past three. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Goodbye. Peace up. A-Town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay.